Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the show today. We are chatting to Mai. She is the owner of Shape My Life and helps people to use journaling for healing and growth and to help them on their path to finding happiness. We're going to talk today about journaling and how it can help us to declutter our minds, some of the practicalities of when and where to do it, and what to actually journal about. So welcome to the podcast, Amai. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So looking through some of like your website and some of your posts on social media, you say that journaling has been the prominent thing that has helped you to heal wounds and open yourself to joy and that you've been doing this since you were eight years old. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that, about journaling and how it started for you at eight? Sure. So when I was eight, my sister and I moved to the U.S. from Haiti. Um, My parents had been traveling back and forth because they had careers in the U.S. And so we moved here to join them. And my mother was not overly impressed with me or my personality. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that was hard. And then at school, I was, it's hard to explain, but I was kind of made to feel inferior because of the way I looked or where I was from. And I just didn't understand what was going on. And, And so I felt inferior at home and inferior at school, which so... Because before this, I was just always told, hey, you're pretty, you're smart, you're nice. And um, they still told me my neg- the negative aspects of my personality, but it wasn't so focused on my flaws. And uh, it was a lot of positivity. And then suddenly at school, I wasn't pretty. And I was nice and I always had the top grades, but that still was a message that I got. So... Uh, One day, I don't remember what I was doing or where I saw this, but I heard about journaling and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let me do it. Um, What I did not expect was how therapeutic it would be. I found that once I wrote in my journal, I was able to understand better what I was feeling and what was causing these issues, even though I was still too young to really understand the full grasp of everything. Um, And so journaling essentially allowed me to declutter my thoughts so that I could feel what I was feeling and understand it a bit more. And because of that, I always walked away from my journaling sessions just calmer, happier, and having had a paradigm shift because they almost always ended with me thinking, okay, what was this person thinking or feeling when they said this or did this? It just... It allowed me to be more compassionate than I would have been otherwise. I actually was a pretty cheerful kid, even though all these things were going on below the surface. Wow, that sounds, I can't even fathom my kids who are older than that, having that level of, I guess, introspection maybe, um, and especially the compassion for others. I mean, My kids are compassionate for people generally, but for people that are being mean to them or bullying them, and, you know, we haven't had many instances of that, but I can't fathom that they would have 
the thought patterns to flip it and go, well, what is that person going through? What are they feeling? So that's that's incredible for for you to be doing that at eight. So is that what you were journaling about? Were you journaling about, you know, the day's proceedings, what's happened, what people said? Is that, well, that, that, that was... make up most of your most of my journaling well well it would depend on the day and the week some I I journaled about all sorts of things my feelings my viewpoints the the conversations I was having the things that were occurring stories I created dresses I drew poems I wrote all sorts of things and it just depended on what was going on in my life and um I I, I don't think I could have been a compassionate person without doing that because uh, hurt people hurt people. I That's something I heard in a TV, called, TV show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And I love that because that's exactly what happens. You have to get over the hurt or heal the hurt so that you don't hurt people. Mm, I love that. I really love that. So did you have, when you were made aware of journaling, did you just do this in like a blank book or did, was it a textbook or did, you know, I can't <laughs> even imagine like back then, did you, journaling was not such a thing. You might have, uh-huh. people might've talked about it a bit, but not like today where you can get journals in every shape and color and design. What did you use back then? I just used any notebook I had access to. Most of the time it was a composition notebook because it didn't rip so easily. But like they did have little girl diaries back then, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I bought those, but it was whatever notebook I could get my hand into that wasn't easily terrible. Yeah. And so has the habit of journaling for you always looked the same? Have you always done it at the same time of day or for the same length of time or has it? evolved over time as you've aged it has it has definitely changed over time because we as human beings change and so of course what we need and how we need it changed along with us I find that sometimes we get resistant to that change right like this is what worked in the past why isn't this working for me I'm just gonna keep doing it um Mm -hmm. but that that's just not the reality of who we are as humans um For instance, as a child, I would write down what I wanted to be as an adult, which was a doctor. And that was that. But as I grew older, I realized that I needed more concrete plans, more action plans to really visualize becoming that doctor. Um, And so instead of just writing down what I want, now I write down checklists with dates next to them and how I'm going to make this happen. And and that's just a little example. So many things have changed in my journaling and some things haven't. But what time of day occurs changes like before I had children. um, Usually I probably would journal at the end of the night or in the middle of the day after I got home from work. But once I had children, that did not happen. Now it's early morning or throughout the day. I actually carry my journal with me so that whenever I have an opportunity, I can write in it. And so do you think it's important then to create some kind of routine around journaling to make it a habit? Or is it something that you should just do when the mood strikes? Like I'm not... an overly creative person but I Uh can appreciate that for people that 
are creative or um, or are writers or whatever that you can't always just go I'm going to write at 6 p.m because maybe today at 6 p.m I don't feel like writing something what what, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts do you think it's better to have a, a routine or a rhythm around journaling or just let it go with the flow both actually um, I think making a routine makes it easier to do it regularly but you can't the problem with doing that is sometimes you put that in a box. You say, oh, I journal in the morning. It's not the morning anymore. So I can't do any journaling. And mm. it's not that you consciously say that to you. Sometimes it's just unconscious, right? Um, but I find that instead you can figure out when you find it most helpful and easiest to write in your journal. Why? And then find your journal with, with well, keep your journal within reach throughout the day. Mm. So you obviously still journal a lot. What types of things do you journal about? Uh, Everything. My life, my family, my home, my business, my relationships, literally everything. Um, For instance, when I first started sharing about journaling on social media, I found myself bored with my content, my own content, and mm-hmm. having a hard time growing. And so I would ask a bunch of people, mostly business people, to go and check out my my um, social media handles and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Why was I feeling that way? Why wasn't I growing? And they gave me advice, but and I put those advice to use, but it, it just did not feel quite right to me, nor was it really working. Um, and so what I had to do was pull out my journal and journaled about what was going on, how I was feeling, why was I bored with my own content? Because if I was bored, then my audience was would be bored as well. And what I found out was that I was having a hard time being vulnerable. I was afraid of truly opening up to my audience. And you cannot do the work you do, a work that you want to use to change lives and not be willing to show yourself as human and as vulnerable. Mm, I think that's really important. And especially when you're talking to people about journaling, that's, that, that is the most vulnerable, isn't it? Because you are taking all this internal stuff and making it external. And there's a, I feel a level of fear around that, especially if it's something you're worried that someone else might get their hands on. And sometimes we can, Um, deny or excuse or block or repress some of our thoughts if we're really not happy with them but once they come out of us and they're on paper (laughs) sometimes that can be really confronting because it's like that's concrete yes in my head I could pretend it wasn't there but now it's looking at me yeah and Mm. and it's interesting because one of the things I realize is that I And again, this goes back to my childhood, you know, childhood things, you're constantly always healing, you get better at it, but every once in a while they show up, right? I didn't want to be criticized. I didn't want to, especially people who, who you might be friends with on social media, but you don't necessarily want to be open with, they're going to see these things. And you're like, these people are going to use this in conversation with me or against me. I mean, that's sometimes the thought you had. And I had to realize that my desire to help others to heal and grow was bigger than my desire to hide. And, and, and that I needed to be authentically me 
because I was going to get criticized no matter what. There's always going to be someone out there who doesn't like what you say, how you say it, how you look, the way you dress, whatever it is. And you cannot live your life for those people. Otherwise, you end up being very miserable at the end of a very hopefully long life. That's such an important message. I really like that. And we'll be back to that discussion in just a moment. If you really appreciate this podcast and get a lot from it, we would love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter. This will help us keep the podcast content coming to you by covering some of our costs and importantly, keep it ad free. You can find the Become a Patreon button on our website at www.beuncluttered.com.au. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Right. Now, back to the discussion. So how do you think then journaling can help declutter our minds? Because we all run around with the huge mental to-do list. We all have, you know, so many of us have the emotional labor of remembering you know especially you know when there's kids involved or jobs or pets or partners you know layers and layers of things to remember to think about and then there's all these little interactions and experiences like we carry so much in our heads how does journaling how does um writing this stuff down how does it help us to declutter our mind um i love that you said we carry so much in our head because that is what journaling does, right? It connects you to your inner self so that you can move all the clutter out of the way and focus with your inner self enough to know, okay, I'm going to take all this clutter in my head and journaling essentially become a second brain. <laughs> I'm going to take all this clutter and this physical mind and put it on this paper mind, um, so that I be I have two brains right now that I can use for thinking and for processing. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do in a journal is to do a brain dump, which a lot of people have heard about now. But it's essentially it's writing down everything that's going on in your mind and putting it on paper. Then once that clutter has been dumped out of your brain, it's as if you've given your brain room and new pathways to be able to analyze and clarify thoughts, feelings, and actions. Yes, because that's the thing. Our brains are meant for processing, mm-hmm. not for storage. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And so to find somewhere to store some of this stuff, even if it's just random thoughts, if it's something you got to pick up at the shop if it's you know an idea that you want to come back to at some point just to get it out I feel like you just it's like you almost physically sweep your mind and create this clean slate or some space for the next thing to enter your head exactly Exactly. yeah I think it's it's pretty powerful like that so what are some of the long-term benefits that you've experienced personally from journaling on a regular basis Mm. um so <laughs> stress reduction is definitely, especially in times like this, what we're experiencing with the pandemic and other things, it's so essential to find a way to reduce the stress that might be building in us, even sometimes in ways we don't realize. And it gives me ability to empathize more because my own crap is not getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And 
just having clarity on directions to take my life, my home, and my business. Those are some huge benefits I've experienced with journaling. It's interesting because at one point in my life, I stopped journaling regularly. And it was because I heard someone tell me, oh, this is not the way you journal. This is the way you journal. You journal for your posterity. You journal for your children. And so I started journaling with my the thought of my children and mine or their children, right? And I wanted to document my day-to-day. But guess what? Sometimes your day-to-day looks boring. And it's mm-hmm. very hard to remember anything exciting that happened that you could put on, put in your journal. And so I became bored with journaling. I didn't feel the love I had for it before. It wasn't doing its thing, which was helping me. I was going to say, I guess then you're you're not even journaling for yourself. Then you're journaling as this legacy item. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't become self-serving no which sounds really lovely but if the the point of journaling is to try and get some of the stuff out of your head mm-hmm. you don't want to be thinking about the audience that's going to receive it because mm-hmm. you know then you have to censor everything that you're writing exactly exactly and I feel like journaling is a is a chance for you to uncensor yourself to be completely blunt to be completely vulnerable to just be your core self because Mm -hmm. only then can you truly understand who you are what you want and where you want to go and I I feel like there is a a place for adding things for your posterity right I have a little app in my phone where I just put a few lines every couple of days for my kids thinking about my kids and what's going on right and so that is fine but as far as like my core journal I need that for me and when it stops serving that purpose then I didn't want to do it anymore and I find that's what a lot of people go through and so when I stopped I feel like my life was kind of, I just did all sorts of things, right? I I chose a career I didn't necessarily love and that actually did not fit who I was. I, I was just doing all sorts of things that weren't in tune or in line with who I was and what I wanted out of life. And so when I started journaling again, suddenly it was this this big, huge bang <laughs> where it's like, whoa what's going on? What, what have I been doing? Okay. I'm going to take this and do better. I, I suddenly understand what I need. Yeah. Well, it, I guess it's like you stop having that conversation with yourself. You yeah. Checking in. And then at some point you realize this is, this was not my intention. Where yeah. did that conversation go? But, and that's the thing, because I've, I've been pretty skeptical about journaling for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know um, my co-host Beck swears by it, loves it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I don't I don't need it. But it's funny, unless I sit down and write in a journal, I don't make the time to have the conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. Like I might go for a walk and think some stuff and I think oh, I need to work through that. But I don't process it in my head like I do when it's coming out on paper. There's, I, there's some magic happens when it flows out of you. So... Yeah. Um, but I am really curious to hear then, why do you think journaling has the power to heal people? Like we've talked about getting this stuff out is great mm-hmm. for just decluttering your mind. How do you think it helps people to heal? Well, because it 
does give you that opportunity to be heard, even if it's just by yourself. And it does give you that clarity on whatever it is you're having a hard time with, without without a journal or some way to process your emotions or a situation, it's as if you are cutting a weed on the surface level. It looks fine. Your your grass looks great at first, but the roots are still underground and are just Mm. waiting for the right climate to pop up. The root of your wounds are always there. It is triggered around certain people or doing certain things. Sometimes you don't even realize that you're triggered or what triggered you. Other times, you know, but you don't understand your options to improve things. I, this could lead you to being just dismissive of your feelings. Mm. I really like that analogy of the weed. That's really, that's quite powerful. So hopefully we've convinced uh, you all listening that journaling is a good idea and it might be something that you want to think about doing what are the first steps if we don't journal uh, now where do we start how do we start with this I think the first step is just figuring out what works best for you because right now the whole world has conversation about journaling. We tend to look at one person that's journaling and try to mimic them as if, okay, this is the way we journal. And like I said, that did not work for me. I had to Mm -hmm. remember how it worked for me and do it my way. But if you are someone who loves to write on paper, then a notebook and a pen might be ideal for you. Or do you like to speak your thoughts? Then record something on on your phone app. Or if, for instance, you are an artist and drawing in a sketchbook is the way you record your thoughts, your emotions, or your day-to-day things, then that works for you. Or maybe it's on the computer, typing away, right? It's just Mm -hmm. important not to force yourself to do something you don't like. There are just so many ways to journal and you just start with what what is easiest for you. And sometimes that takes a little bit of experimentation. Try something a little and see how you feel about it and if it works and if it doesn't, move on to something else. But just not putting yourself in a box saying, this is the way I journal. And I've used all of these different ways for journaling, um, either because I was experimenting, like I've mentioned, it's important to experiment, or just because I just didn't have what I typically like, which is a pen and paper at the time, and I just needed to put my thoughts down. And mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's a matter of figuring out what you like and what you don't like, and doing what you like. Don't, it won't work if you force yourself. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a difference between building a habit, which is hard at first, but and forcing yourself to do something you just don't enjoy. Hmm. How how long do you think you should or you you, and I guess it differs for everyone, Mm -hmm. but that that you might need to journal until you start feeling or noticing the benefits? Do you think you get them? immediately or do you think once it becomes a bit of a habit um you and you're really tuned into it that the benefits start flowing oh that's a really good question and I find that that answer is different for everyone there's some Mm -hmm. people who can start and then seven days they they're in that habit they feel it they've gotten the results then and then there's others who need weeks before they feel it and I think you just have to understand the way you work, right? Like 
it, how easy is it for you to build a habit? How resistant are you to doing something when you feel forced to do it? And at least do it for seven days is what I would say. And mm-hmm. also, sometimes it's good to start with journal prompts. It just gives you somewhere to start. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question. If if we feel we've got nothing to journal about, so if you're, especially if you're trying to make it a habit, and, you know, Beck and I have always said that one of the easiest ways to create a new habit is to attach it to an old one. So mm-hmm. say you, at night time, before you hop into bed, you grab a cup of tea and, you know, you might scroll through your socials. So if that's something you do regularly, maybe it's that before, when you make your cup of tea, before you do socials, Mm-hmm. try and spend five minutes journaling mm-hmm. if you're creating a habit like that and not just doing it when you feel like the mood strikes and you've got something to write about mm-hmm. what if you sit there with a blank page or you know if you're using an app or whatever it is what if we feel we've got nothing to journal about where do we get ideas from the thing is we I feel like we always have something to write about we are just not always aware of it that could mm-hmm. be something that itself could be something to write about. Like, why do you feel like you have nothing to write about? Um, Why do you feel like your life is boring? Are you happy that you feel like your life is boring? Would you rather be doing something else? And another helpful thing is doing journal prompt. A journal prompt that I think is helpful is, is there something you are avoiding talking or thinking about because sometimes when you think you have nothing to write about is because there's one dominant thing that you really you really need to take care of mentally but you don't want to (laughs) Mm. and and so sometimes that's a really good journal prompt because for me life itself is a journal prompt like so many things make you think so many thoughts right one thought leads to another leads to another leads to another so not possible for you not to have anything to write about when your mind is going a million miles a minute all the time and Mm -hmm. I think that because sometimes when you're when you write down things it becomes real you become vulnerable And we sometimes are very afraid of being vulnerable, even to ourselves. That is very true. And so are there, because I've, you know, this will come to no, as no surprise to people that I (laughs) never seem to run out of things to think about or say, (laughs) but I'm guessing there are people that do. So are there, are there databases out there with journal prompts on? Are there, do people post about, Um, or post prompts for other people? Do people put them on social media? You know, are there accounts that you can hook into Mm -hmm. that if you're feeling like you're staring at a blank page and you need something to prompt you, something to get you started, are there places you can go to to get those? Yeah, there's actually a bunch of places. There's apps that give you journal prompts. There's website, there's things. And one of the things I do with my social media is like I have this blank um, posts I put up with just words, right? And it's meant to be a journal prompt to make people things think. Mm. Uh, it's meant to be a journal prompt to make people think. It's so easy to find prompts. You just Google journal prompts and a bunch of things will come up. Okay. So there's no excuse. <laughs> there's no. no excuse for thinking. I've got nothing to, to no. write about. And you know what I really love too is the fact that because 
in my head it was it was pen and paper that was it that was the mm-hmm. only way you journal and certainly that's the only way I've experienced it but you may you reminded me of a friend of mine who found it really hard to create the habit of writing down sitting down and writing she has a very full life mm-hmm. but she would walk from uh, her train stop to her work and it would take 10 minutes and so for her we talked about how she could incorporate it and she started um, she popped in her earbuds, connected them to her phone, and she pretended that she was having a phone conversation with someone and she would just speak it and she would speak it into her phone. I don't know how she was recording it or documenting it or whatever, but she said even she could be in a crowd of people and saying, yeah, look, I'm really not sure what I think about that. I feel like it needs to be explored further because da, 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 da. And anyone around her would think, oh, yeah, she's just having a chat to someone. Yeah. Where really she's just documenting her own inner thoughts. And I, I love, love that. that. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter how it comes out or what form it comes out in. And, you know, like you, you mentioned with the sketching and stuff like that, as long as you are getting this stuff out of your head, it will mm-hmm. quieten your mind and give yeah. it the space to deal with some of the other stuff that's really important. So Yeah, I yeah, love I that story. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. And I... I think the key, like you said, is not to feel boxed in by one form or another of journaling. Mm-hmm. Just take this attitude of play and of curiosity to it and explore and find out what works for you and what doesn't and, mm-hmm. and see where you end up. Exactly. Like exactly. I love that story about your friend. Is there anything else you think we need to cover about journaling or where to get started or how to turn it into a habit that we haven't already covered? Um, well, I did want to add one more thing. <laughs> Is that okay? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily Absolutely. in those things. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to say that in this pandemic and all that's been going on in the world, a lot of things, can, a lot of emotions can be brought up. Um, it can bring up a lot of emotions. And they just get mixed together, making it 10 times harder to process. And being on social media, you are bombarded by so much. I don't want to ignore issues nor bury my head in the sand about issues, but I can't be submerged in it 24-7. And journaling can help you a lot with this. And one of the things I've done is I've sat down and had a talk with myself using my journal about how I was feeling in regards to what's been going on and what I could do to help um, the situation without sacrificing my own mental, emotional, or physical health, then to create a course of action. One of the things I did was create six checklists in my journal. And I have a check. Well, I have to to check those off daily. Uh, Those checklists are, have I done something to help improve or progress myself? my life, my family, my home, my business, and the world that day. And it just helps me feel less chaotic and more clear and more organized. Now, this works for me. I'm not saying that it will work for everyone to do something exactly like that. But I feel like sometimes even in the beginning process of your journaling journey, It's good to write down something like that for yourself. What is being bombarded at you and process your feelings and then to be like, okay, this is how I, this is how I can contribute to the cause without 
it taking away from my mental health. And whatever it is that you decide by just using that list or whatever you write down, it just doesn't get lost in the busyness of life to the point where five years from now you wake up and and you're just stressed out of your mind or you've realized you haven't changed or progressed in five years. And I feel like this is the power of journaling, even as a beginner, to just figure out what you want, figure out who you are and what you, well, what do you want out of journaling one? What do you want out of life? And then how are you going to contribute to yourself in the world? That's pretty powerful. Mai, you have shared lots of wonderful stuff with us today and I thank you for that. If our listeners want to find out more about you and your work, where do you hang out on social media and what's your website? Can we can you share that with us? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for asking. Um, my website is just www.shapemy as an M-A-I life, www.shapemylife.com. And all of my social media handles are at Shape My Life. And then my YouTube channel's name is Shape My Life as well. I'm fabulous. I will put all of the links to those on our website in our show notes. And I'll also tag you on our socials as well so that people can find you more easily. So thank you so much for your time today. I'm so glad I, I like was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like we've all learned such a such a great deal about journaling and so hopefully um we've prompted some of you out there to have a go and we'd love you to come and join us in our facebook community and share with us if you are a regular journaler and maybe where you get your prompts from and you know how the practice works for you and also if you're just starting out come and jump in the in the community so that we can support you uh as you as you start the process and we'll catch you again next week Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.au.